welcome listeners to Season 3, Episode 21 of Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. I'm Char. And I'm Kelly. And we wanted to let you know that we'd love to receive your feedback. That's right. Our third season is coming to an end. Tear. Which means it's time for the audience feedback survey. Visit drinkingandscreaming.com slash survey to fill out a short, you guessed it, survey to help make drinking and screaming even better. So this week we watched The Children from 2008. But first we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we made this drink to be spiked so you can be an adult too. Oh, you're going to say spiked so you can make it through the fucking holidays with these kids. <laughs> also that. This episode will contain discussion on harm to animals, child death, and abortion. If any of these things are things that you need to not hear today, feel free to skip this episode. We'll see you next time. So I made the drink this week. Yay! Finally! I feel like I've been passing it off to you so often. That's that's fine. This one, you had to make the drink, because you're the only one that can have the children. Uh, I don't know, I got nothing. I'm tired. This is going to be a tired Kelly episode. Gender norms. Well, I mean, that one's biology. I got no control over that one. I would have a kid if I could but, and wanted one and I'm had like, to you take would a- not have a kid. Sorry, no, I would not have a kid. But if we decided to have a kid and I could biologically do that, I would do it so that you didn't have to. Fuck yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but also I don't want to because <laughs> then the kid would be there and we'd have to take care of it. We just have Buddy. He's our kid. Yeah, and none of us had to squeeze Buddy out of our vaginas. No. No. And speaking of Buddy, this drink is Buddy approved. Not only is it Buddy approved, but my mom's cats also liked it. Nom, 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 so nom, it's, nom. it's all feline approved. Yep. <laughs> I call this the teenage eggnog because in the film they have this uncle that's like, you can have the liquor <laughs> um, to this like teenager. So it's an eggnog that is spiked with a few different liquors that are all pretty sweet. So I think this is a dangerous drink. That's good. You also have to say teenage eggnog to the tune of Teenage Wasteland by the Teen- Who. Oh, <laughs> Teenage eggnog. Yes. I did it. Good job. Thanks. Um, It's quite good. I was worried because it does have a lot of liquors in it, but I... It like balances well and it's smoother than I thought it was going to be. Aha. So I think your your ratios were quite good. Thank you. Uh, it also has <laughs> Mad Labs chocolate bitters in it. Got to shout out Mad Labs. They provide us with a lot of liquors and bitters to use in our cocktails. Thank you so much. Cuz sometimes I had like a party once where I did the whole like, come over and we'll have eggnog and I'll put rum in it and we'll heat it up on the stove and we'll watch action movies as one does during the holidays. Of course. And I put a whole lot of rum in that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is still thick. Yeah, this is still eggnog. Whereas mine was like, it was was a battle between (laughs) the two as to whether it was rum with eggnog in it or eggnog with rum in it. Which this is kind of ironic because uh, if a teenager was doing this, I feel like there would be way more alcohol in it and they wouldn't have put as much thought as I did. Yeah. It's fine. uh, Kids don't know how to believe in anything. Santa? No. Uh, Where did I? Oh, we were watching Marianne again. Yeah, Marianne. Sorry, Marianne. <laughs> uh, for all of our Quebecers out there. Yeah, buddy. And uh, it's a French Netflix original horror series. Which Very a, good. Which a listener told us to listen to. And we love it. Watch. 
that's how you enjoy TV. You watch it. <laughs> um, and someone says that uh, kids don't know how to believe, but uh, I believe that this drink is good. Thank you. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> So this week we watched The Children, which premiered on December 5th, 2008. It's directed by Tom Shanklin and written by Tom Shanklin and Paul Andrew Williams. It stars Ava Berthistle as Mother Elaine, Stephen Campbell Moore as Stepdad Jonah, Jeremy Sheffield as Creeper Uncle Robbie, and Hannah Toynton as Teen Daughter Casey. And yes, all of these things are very gender normative because they have no other identifiers in this movie. <laughs> the mom, the teen, <laughs> the uncle. This synopsis is written by Claudio Carvalho on IMDb. Thank you, Claudio. I had to search for yours because the one that was used was awful. I don't know why they don't always use yours, Claudio. Yeah. You're the best. Elaine, her second husband Jonah, her daughter teenage or her teenage daughter Casey, and her children Miranda and Polly travel to the isolated house of her sister Chloe to spend the new year with her family. They're welcomed by Chloe, her husband Robbie, and their children Nikki and Leah. Yes, so many names. Casey is upset because she will miss a party, and Polly vomits as soon as he exits the car, but his parents believe he's just carsick because of the long drive. During the night, Nikki and Leah also become sick and leave. Leah vomits something strange. Along the day, the other children become also infected and Miranda attacks Chloe. That's one of the moms. I know it's confusing. <laughs> Robbie brings the other children to play in the snow and while riding in a sled, Nikki puts some tools in the way and Robbie dies crashing into the metal gardening tools. Soon the children attack the adults and Casey and her mother seek shelter. Will anyone survive? So the kids pick off the adults one by one, but not before causing them to also turn on each other. Jonah leaves Elaine and Casey behind after seeing Polly killed in the greenhouse. Elaine has a compound fracture and Chloe is killed by her remaining two children. Casey is also attacked, but makes it out alive, leaving her and her mother to fend off the kids alone. They manage to make it to the car and drive away, seeing Jonah's crashed car on the side of the road. When getting out to investigate, Casey finds his body, but becomes surrounded by silent, staring children. Elaine struggles with her decision to let Casey re-enter the van, but ultimately opens the door for her daughter. The final shot is a close-up of Casey's face in the car, staring off into the distance. Is she infected? Pew, pew, pew. I had to look up Jeremy Sheffield because that name sounded familiar. Uh, he's from Creep. But not the one you're thinking of. Aww. There's a creep in 2004, and the one that we like is 2015, I think. Dang. Yeah. I don't think he's not from anything that I recognize. <laughs> do you want to play that trailer audio for me? I do. Oh, oh, oh. It was an accident. We don't hit kids here, Jonah. No! You brought them into this world. This hurt me. Jonah, I think they're sick. Now. They will take you out. The children. Where's mommy? I need to figure out what the name of the guy who does in a world. <laughs> he gets so much work. I yeah. bet it's a lot of different men. Probably, but there's got to be like the main one that started it. Started it all. Yeah, because that one, that one was pretty good. I actually liked the. You the play on the like I brought you into this world and I can take you out. Yeah, like, totally. They brought you or you brought them into the world and now they're gonna take you out. Dun dun dun. 
They showed like there was four potential people that could die in this movie and they showed two of them dying. So, you know, right off the bat, who's going to die? I guess that's true. Yeah. But it was so quick. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe you wouldn't connect the dots. You just think that like, oh, they're fucking with us. That's actually interesting. I wonder if there's people that are like, I watch a trailer and I know they're fucking with us. So I don't believe them when they show me someone dying. Mm. Gonna... Oh, I was just saying that they wouldn't remember who it was. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I don't remember <laughs> who anybody was in this movie. The creepy uncle. The teen. The mom. The other mom. We don't hit kids here, Jonah. And then it showed the kid hitting him. Dun, dun, which is dun. pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. It was kind of, okay. Kind it of, didn't make me want to watch the movie. No. It very much felt like one of those trailers that plays when you pop in a DVD. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And then it's like available on Blu-ray, DVD, Straight at all to DVD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not even one of my points. But while we were watching this movie, I said that it felt like a straight to TV movie or a made for TV movie. Yeah. Which holds I up with the trailer. Don't know if it is actually. It's funded by the BBC, so... Don't worry, I only have, like, two scaredy facts, and that might be one of them. Nice! <laughs> All right, speaking of facts, do you want to talk about your real fact opinions? I do. That was good. Um, my first is actually a hard-hitting point that I do want to talk about, which is... Well, I want to talk about all my points. hit kids? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about gender binary and how like gender roles are instilled so young in kids. Yeah. And this movie like shows it a lot. I don't know if they were really trying to show the actual like gender role and make a comment on it. But they really talked a lot about how like, oh, you can play mommy and like take care of all of your younger siblings right now. Or you'll get another gold star if you babysit 10 year old. Yeah. Or not even 10. She was younger than that. She was like eight. It was definitely like normalizing all of what the kids like eventual roles should be. Yeah. And like all the kids, all the like boy kids were like playing with. Doing Laz nothing. Yeah, they were just like <laughs> playing with their lasers and their their uh, carts and stuff like that and being boys. And then the girls had to be the like caretakers. Yeah, which I hate. Especially the teenage girl. Well, I mean, she was the oldest. I feel like most old older kids are in charge of taking care of their yes. siblings. But that was definitely the thing of like everyone's treating her or not everyone, but like. Well, yeah, they're all treating her like an adult. Like, you, come on, make this small sacrifice for me. Every day is about you. You can do this for me, the mom says. And she, like, talks to her uncle, who's like, you can have the liquor. Yeah, you're an adult now. Yeah. 17-year-old girl. And I was like, this isn't, this is going to be a thing, because or, all the kids are getting sick. How old was she supposed to be? Because she was played by, like, a 30-year-old. Yeah, I don't know. I think she, well, she's... I don't know. 17's a good guess. Yeah. 17? It has to be old enough that she's forced to come to these events, but not so old that she could have like been like, no, I've got other things going on that I have to do. Yeah. Like she's of the age where she's got nothing else justifiable going on. Yeah. She can't be like, oh, I got to go to my partner's place for Christmas or like I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> she did really want to go to a party, though. Yeah. And she should have been let to allowed to. 
Oh, God. Responsibility. <laughs> Christmas responsibility in families is tough. It wasn't even Christmas. It was like that's true. That's pre true. New Year's. It was after Christmas. So, like, after Christmas, you should be let off the hook for any responsibilities. That's true. I agree. New Year's was always the holiday that I got to do, like, with my friends, not with mm. my family. And of course, after I was, like, a kid. <laughs> yeah. New Year's was always the day that we're, we were allowed to stay up past 12. Nice. When we could. I was always pretty good at staying up. You still are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like, I'm a night owl. Yeah. My, my day starts at 3 p.m. Yeah. And then ends at like 6 a.m. <laughs> but yeah, I think they could have done a better job of like, I don't know, had the girls be allowed to fuck around and not have responsibility as well. Yeah. It is odd because the boy children, like they are on the younger side. One of them was kind of old-ish. Yeah, he's the like Nikki, I think. Sure. Blue jacket kid. Yep. Because that's how I remember everyone. Yep. Yellow jacket girl, blue jacket boy, uh, pink jacket girl, red jacket boy. I think that's it. Yeah. And then teen. Teen. Which I they, I guess that's not a point, but they did a good job colorizing the kids. So you can. Yeah. It's a rainbow. And you need to differentiate them. But Blue Jacket Kid was a shit from the get go. Yeah. Even before he got sick. I yeah. would not want to have that kid. Just like constant noise making. All of them were really noisy. Yeah. And they threw two sets of kids together <laughs> to just make noise. And run rampant. It was awful. Oh, man. Kids are awful. Yeah. <laughs> but then these kids were sick, which is my next point, which I want to just discuss. Like, like ill? Like rad? No, like, like ill. Like dope? No. Maybe. There was dope in this movie. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, these kids were sick. What was it? Where did it come from? The first vomit that we get when the kid leaves the car, like right at the start. For some reason, I thought I saw like a frog leg in it. I think it was. I don't think that was showing his puke. I think like there was a tableau of a dead frog with its like eggs splayed out as like apropos of nothing or to like give you that sinister feeling of like, oh, something else is going on. The frogs are dying. Right. Because they do that again later with the baby doll head. Yeah. They like show us images of it and uh -huh. like blood and whatever. So maybe you're right. But was it supposed to show us that this was like some sort of amphibious disease? Like the kid touched a frog and got sick? Or is it just frog babies are creepy? I don't know. Because he throws up immediately after they arrive. But it doesn't really show what he was doing while all the parents were like pulling out the luggage and stuff. Yeah. So he could have went and ate one of the frog eggs or something. Ugh. But it also seemed like an airborne virus potentially, unless he was like He puking. infected all the other kids. Yeah. And he wasn't puking on them. He like they made a point of showing when they coughed there was like speckle of stuff, like blood or whatever. But I think that you're right that it wasn't the kids touching what was coughed on. I think it was just airborne. Yeah. Or it was one of those things where, like, shit's so hectic, kid was probably pu puking on everything, and the other kids were touching it. I mean, yeah. Have you ever fucking taught a kid? I used to teach, and they just cough and sneeze, and, like, their snot is on their face, and then they, like, 
touch their hands and then they lick it and then they touch other kids and then it's just like constant gross and uh, it's a good thing that there's not like a pandemic going on (laughs) and all the children are being forced to go back to school for no fucking reason I'm really glad that that's not the case because kids don't know how to manage themselves properly especially during pandemic times yeah social distancing is hard and basically impossible as a child yeah so this is actually a very modern movie. <laughs> this is showing you the the troubles of having kids during a pandemic. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't know because I was like, is it aliens that dropped this virus, or is it just that these like kids got infected with some sort of like weird amoeba? Because then it's not even just these kids. At the end, we see that there are many kids that come. Yeah. So, so is it local. To the region, or is it just supposed to show that, like... Well, she drove the kids there, and he was already sick, and it was a long drive. And then there was that, like, all the the dad talking about, like, the Chinese medicine and stuff like that. That was so weird. Was that a red herring, or was that supposed to, like, make us think that, like, he brought some alternative medicine to his family... Oh. And they got sick, and then it spread? But that doesn't make sense, because there were already kids infected. From other things. Yeah. But it's a craze on the internet, you know. Maybe it's that's true, yeah. It's but it's spreading to I don't know. It, it was, was also odd. weird that like just the, I thought like just the kids got infected because kids have shitty immune systems. Yeah, but no. But then the teenager teenager gets infected as well. Because she is a kid. But is there an age limit? Yes. Is there? I guess so. Do when you're an adult. Do your cells have like a I mean, your cells have coding as to how old you are. So is the virus like, nah, they got a 401k. I'm not going to fuck with that. I think it's spiritual in the sense of like, we just have to believe that it's only the kids. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a smart virus if it's just infecting children and they can still talk because then they're like, mommy, I'm sick. And then stab yeah. on the side of the head. Yeah. Yeah. And then my last point is about this teen and this uncle. Mm. Tell me more about this explicitly creepy situation. I mean, you immediately hear the word uncle, and in my brain it's like, show me on the doll where your uncle touched you. What? Yeah. My uncle's chill as hell. Well, no, no, no. No. All of my uncles are great, too. Sorry. That was badly worded. But, like, if any family member in a typical family is going to be the creepy one, it's usually an uncle. Yeah. Like, stereotypically is what I mean. Mm -hmm. So this whole film is produced with the male gaze in mind. And they show us that, like, Right, like I'm not reading too much into it. They there was like shit going on between this uncle and this teen. I mean, he was supposed to be framed as like the cool uncle, and I don't think part of me thinks that maybe he wasn't actually being horny towards her. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like a chill ass uncle. Yeah, it was her that was horning on him. Yes, and the mom was even like. What are you doing? Like yeah. keeping eyes on this teen and her husband. <laughs> yeah. And like the teen's friend tells her to go get fucked by her horny uncle. Yeah. So I think it's probably she's got this idea. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. I can't talk about it. It's so weird. But um, it leads into my idea of how much this film is made with the male gaze in mind because these women, my man, are not dressed for the fucking holiday winter times. No, definitely not. They've got like high heeled booties 
and that's not to say that people in winter can't like dress like nice and whatever and like but they don't because it's cold as fuck yeah but that's the thing is like you could go clubbing and like dress however the fuck you want like I live in Quebec or I lived in Quebec and I would not wear winter jackets so I didn't pay two dollars for a coat check yeah so I would be fucking freezing until I got inside <laughs> um, and that's chill but these women are here with their family to literally just be at like a, basically a log cabin and like play outside with their kids and like drink cocktails by the fire yeah this is not the time to be wearing stiletto booties yeah wear some uggs for god's sakes <laughs> It's also one of those arguments where people are like, well, the women are allowed to dress however they want. But like, I can guarantee that the the decision to dress these women like this was a man's decision. Yes. Because they're like this 30 year old playing a potentially 16 year old girl needs to wear the shortest jean shorts that have ever existed in, in reality. Yeah. And at least like I could maybe give the teenage girl a pass because she wants to go to a party. I feel like that's a little bit more understandable, but even then, it's not. <laughs> but then her mom is running through the woods with high heels on. Yeah. Bitch, you deserve to get your leg broken. <laughs> not even slut shaming, that's snow shaming. You yeah. made a bad snow related decision. <laughs> but that's it. Those are my points. Uh, bad costuming. Yeah. We're going to take a moment to talk about our socials and sponsors. We want you, yes, you, to fill out our audience feedback survey. Our third season is coming to an end, which means it's time for the audience feedback survey where you get to tell us everything you love and hate about the show. Visit drinkingandscreaming.com slash survey to fill out a short survey. Wow, I say survey all the time. Survey. Survey to help make drinking and screaming even better next season. Survey. Survey says ding, we ding, have... Ding. Oh. <laughs> What were you going to do? Do it again. I ruined it. Sorry. Survey says we have new holiday merch designs featured on mugs, shirts, bags, and more. So maybe you'd like to get some holiday shopping done at our merch store, drinkingandscreaming.threadless.com survey. This survey of Drinking and Screaming is sponsored by Evil Amy's Terror Shop, who provided us with some amazing goodies to talk about on our episodes. We've been enjoying uh, opening our Nightmare Before Christmas Funko Pop figure advent calendar every day this month. I sort of want to make all the mini figures into Christmas ornaments to put on our little tree. We should have a survey to see how we best do that. Oh, survey. Speaking of surveys, have someone else in your life that loves horror and also loves candles? Or maybe you'd like to get your own spooky candle this holiday season. Go to horrorcandles.com and use code DRINKSCREAM10 for 10% off your first purchase of three or more of Liz's Horror Candle Co.'s candles. I have burned through my Jersey Devil. They have a new one? It's called Sleigh Ride. Oh, that would have been perfect for this movie. It would have. I'm going to go back to, because we still have some unburned ones from our original box. So I'm going to bring some of those into my fifth wheel. Office. Office. I was going to say casket. That's good, too. <laughs> You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at drink underscore scream. You can uh, follow us on Facebook at drink and scream. And you can email us at drinking and screaming at gmail.com. Don't forget about that survey. Now, if you don't stop talking, I'm going to pull over this car and we're going to get back to the episode. <laughs> mm. 
Would you like my decision? Yes, or please. Fucking, Tell my, me your decision. My thoughts. This movie was so hectic and so annoying. Like, I know... I. Hmm. Part of me is like they made the right decision making it feel like you're in the middle of this family with like six kids running around. Yeah. But as a movie goer, I just wasn't being given enough information to like care or feel satisfied anyway. There was no character introductions. Yeah. And they did that annoying thing where they're like mumble talking. Like they're talking as if they're a family, which makes sense. So like it's realistic. But also, I fucking hate it because I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And they're ha- like, it took me halfway through the movie to realize that the, the couple owned a business. And that's why the, the new dad was like trying to pitch his idea to them because he's like, oh, they've run a successful business. They'll help me with my importing of illegal Chinese medicine. Yeah, I didn't even get that. <laughs> um, but you read a review after we watched this movie that said, Something along the lines of like, you see so little, but it tricks you into thinking you've seen a lot, mm-hmm. which I think is total bullshit. What do you think? You see very little and you don't know what's going on. You don't <laughs> feel like you've seen anything. I think that's in regards to like the physical gore, because we I didn't really talk about that in our synopsis. But like there is a lot of accidents or deaths that happen in this film. Like the main one is the uncle being killed with like a gardening hoe. But uh, kids fall on like panes of shattered glass. Yeah. Um, the leg broken was quite a lot. Yeah. I think when the actual like crescendo, like the climax of the scene happens, you do see a lot. Like, but leading up to it, where everyone, like the kids are magically appearing in frame, like it's supposed to feel hectic. Mm-hmm. But like when somebody looks at something and the camera won't show me what the fuck they're looking at. Or, like, an action scene happens, and I don't know where anybody is in relation to anybody. Like, during the whole, like, greenhouse scene, oh, God. the teenager just seemed to, like, magically appear between the two scenes. And know that she, her mom was being attacked. Yeah, exactly. Even though the messaging of where she came from, how she knows this, what weapons anybody is wielding, even like a layout or like an establishment of the scenes that they're in. The teen just seemed to teleport as well. Like, does the virus give you magical teleportation <laughs> abilities? I can I can see where they were trying to go with like keeping it hectic and keeping the camera in the moment. and Not knowing where the danger was. Yeah, exactly. But as a viewer, I wasn't being given enough information to begin with that now I'm just even more confused and upset and annoyed that they're not showing me anything else. I feel that. Um, Again, maybe it's supposed to be because kids are so dang hectic and you don't know where they are at any given time. They couldn't keep track of their own children. Why was it the teenager's responsibility? Why did you go into the woods after the kids (laughs) ran away? That's your out. (laughs) The kids ran away into the woods. You don't have to deal with them anymore. (laughs) Which leads perfectly into my second point. Oh my. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Is that BBC lets you get away with a lot. What do you mean? Well, first, this is not part of my point, but BBC actually has a huge ass library of like licensed music. So if you're produced by BBC, you actually just have access to all this music that's licensed. Oh, um, I didn't know that. That's cool. But also, apparently they let you just show a kid getting murdered. Multiple. I have never <laughs> seen in a Western movie a kid get his neck stabbed by a shattered like wooden stake in a door but you don't oh yeah that was intense like 
the whatever red jacket kid <laughs> falls on a p- pane of glass and it like cuts away and then yeah. it comes back and the glass isn't there. But you see Casey t- like grabs him and shoves his head <laughs> down into the shattered wood of this door, like the shining door. Yeah. Grab the head and shove it down. Yeah. Like, uh, uh <laughs> I thought there was rules against showing kids get murdered, but apparently not. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound bad, but it was oddly satisfying to have the kids die because they were so fucking annoying. They were. I can't get over the screeching. Like, you felt like you were there. Props to the sound department, I guess. But holy fuck. Yeah. Like, they made them. It's like seeing Chucky get kicked across the room. (laughs) You're like, fucking finally, this wise ass stabbing everyone, asshole. Like. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about feeling satisfied that they finally killed the kid and I don't have to deal with him anymore. <laughs> but they couldn't kill all of them. It was kind of sad when the mom, Elaine, I think her name is, like Casey's mom, the teen's mom. Casey's is, mom has got it going. She did. She had the stilettos on in the snow. But when she's like sitting because she can't stand because her legs fucked up. Yeah. And she's like swinging this fire poker, this super short fire poker, which was odd. It was also wiggly. Did you notice that? Oh, it was clearly a prop fire poker. (laughs) (laughs) But the kids are like encroaching on her and she like just gives up, like decides not to hit them because she can't because she's a mom. Yeah. It's supposed to be like, I, I know that I killed. I just killed my son and I'm sad. Yeah. This actually leads into my third point. Oh, go for it. Which I didn't even realize that this was an example. So we'll put a pin in what in that scene right there. Casey not being able to kill the two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, No, that's not her name. Casey's the teenager. Elaine. Elaine not being able to kill the kids. Sorry, I was drinking my cocktail. Mm. So my third point is that there was a lot of abortion imagery in this movie. And like flat out saying it a yeah. lot. Because like Casey... Has the tattoo on her uh, belly button of like the fetus with wings because mm-hmm. she was quote unquote the abortion that got away. And I'm like, did that? Does that mean that they tried to abort her and it failed? I think yes. And then also, the parents told her that. Why? That's a weird. Why thing. would you do that? I mean, it like the only excuse is that you don't want it to come up in conversation later. How? Your sister letting it slip like, aha, that abortion you got. Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't tell you. So it's like telling your kid that they're adopted. Like, just be upfront about that. But that's a nice thing. <laughs> we tried to. <laughs> we tried to get uh, rid not of you. have you. Yeah. Sorry. You were so persistent, though. Yeah, that's a that's a hard one to broach. But uh, it's not just you were a surprise. It was literally you were unwanted, but you got here anyway. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to spin that as like, and I'm so glad that you did. Like, I didn't think that we could take care of you, but we did, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that it's come up in real life that it's a situation that somebody has had to broach. And hopefully, well, I don't know. I wish you the best of luck. Um, But then the uncle, after he died, the kids like dragged them, dragged him into their murder tent. Yeah, where the cat was killed. Yes, which luckily we never actually saw any cat corpse. No, thank God. Just heavily implied. Yeah. Um, and then yellow jacket girl. Yep. Um, like sliced open his gut and put a baby doll in it. Yep. Which. And then he was alive. That was a horror. That's probably the most horrifying scene. Definitely. Like we screamed 
when his like head flap flipped over Ugh, and his like scalp, yeah. And when Ellie, Elaine, Elaine, when her leg broke, yeah. It's the second time in a row we've screamed at a leg breaking. There, yeah, both in the holiday horror month. We have <laughs> compounded these two movies together. Oh boy! Wow. Um, Good and then job. when they actually go to kill Elaine. Um, they like put this like wooden doll on her stomach before they cut are gonna cut her open. Yeah. Um, also, and then going back to that scene, I guess it's supposed to be that she can't kill them because she reg- regrets trying to kill Casey as a fetus. Uh, if you really want to dig deep into it, it's so weird. Um, I mean, it's like it is a controversial imagery to use, but it was very consistent across the whole movie. Yeah. And the idea of them having to kill these kids that are murderers goes along the same line. I mean, if you're going to be like hyper conservative about it being like, well, they're ki- they're kids the moment that they're conceived. Yeah, we are very pro-choice. Yes. On this show. Um, you're women. allowed to kill your kid until they move out. Yeah. You brought them into this world. <laughs> and they're going to take you out of it. <laughs> um, And then, yeah, the, finally the frog. The what we think was a frog, we're still not sure. I don't know. I think I saw a leg that looked like a frog, and the like eggs, those like little tadpole eggs. Yeah, which is also kind of imagery of like this dead frog next to tadpole eggs. Babies, yeah. The babies killed it. (gasps) What if the babies killed the frog? The frog, the the babies are giving the virus to everybody, killing the parents. Maybe I don't know. I feel like this is one of those movies where like two people have had a dis- an intense discussion about what the virus is, and that's us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready for still yet to be solidified name segment? Yes. So this is the segment formerly known as Mom Reviews. Yep. But my mom wants it to be called Real Deal. <laughs> that's film reels. <laughs> um, going along with the lines that she thinks that we don't talk about the movies um, accurately how scary they are yeah. so this is her opportunity to tell you it's the like the, listener. S- the scare factor yes not to be confused with fear factor Blech. hey guys do you want to eat cockroaches for money because capitalism sucks and you can't afford your medical bills do you want to know about a really good podcast you probably haven't heard of it no it's it's very hyper conservative <laughs> and and tells you you got to take acid to understand real life as a cishet white male. Oh, boy. All right. What is this real deal? Give All right, it to this me. This is my mom reviews. Uh, real deal. Whatever. <laughs> this movie was awesome. Said no one ever. Oh, man. It was loud and chaotic and sometimes very uncomfortable to watch. You know when your mom would say, dress warm or you catch a cold? Not true. If you go outside in the middle of winter in a tank top and heels, you're going to get killed by your kids. <laughs> I give this movie two. I should have worn a condom out of five. <laughs> Thanks, mom. That was great. <laughs> I love it. Listen, if you can have one kid, but then the more <laughs> kids you have, also don't have kids because the, the carbon, environment, the carbon footprint, adop- it's huge. Adopt, don't, don't fuck, flop, sure, don't plop, <laughs> adopt. <laughs> people, stop plopping your semen in other people. Is there a word for adoption that rhymes with cum? I don't think so. (laughs) Speaking of children, look at that leather-bound book. Oh, no, that's not leather. That's human skin. Ah! 
Ah. It's time to open the wreck. That's the sound of kids getting murdered. <laughs> My recommendation is the movie We Need to Talk About Kevin from That's 2011. A good one. Thanks. It's about a kid that is really unwell and creates uh, extremely uncomfortable situations throughout the movie. If you were like me and want a reason, another reason to hate kids, watch We Need to Talk About Kevin from 2011. <laughs> My recommendation is The Boy from 2016, which is about a woman who's tasked with being a babysitter of a boy who turns out to be a doll. I don't really know why I'm recommending it besides it also being child themed and also mediocre minus a few moments. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like passively watching it with you. It was <sighs> all right. But it has that woman from The Walking Dead. Yes, that one. Yep. Yeah. Maggie. I don't know what her act, her real name is, but Maggie from The Walking Dead is in it and she's like good but the plot is weird anyways that's the boy from 2016 not to be confused with god of war yeah the boy the boy which is actually a movie about how your cool your kid can be real cool <laughs> they can grow up to be rad and shoot arrows super cool it's time for Garrity facts for those of you who are just joining us for the first time or for those of you who like the story like I do we uh, are inviting you into our relationship let's sit on this couch and snuggle just like Kelly and I did since our first date all the way up to here after we watch a movie that has scared us to the bone we like to go on IMDB and other movie sites to get some trivia and desensitize us to the scares we know it's all fake to desensitize us from child death yeah, but don't worry. Um, actually, not don't worry. Do worry because I'm really sorry. But the scaredy fact section is like bare fucking bones, my man, my dudes. You said bone a lot, and all I can think of is that one shot of the bone Eleanor coming out of her getting, leg. Yeah, Eleanor. How many different e names have you said? Elaine, <laughs> e Ellie, <laughs> Eleanor, whatever. <laughs> so starting with the budget, which was. I don't know, but I can tell you that it had a cumulative worldwide gross of one point three million. It can't have been more expensive than that. It's yeah, it's a very low budget film. I know that it's constantly brought up as a low budget British horror. Uh, but yeah, they at least made over a million. So that's good. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I had to search far and wide for these like four facts that I have. <laughs> this film was nominated for the 2009 Fright Meter Award for Best Horror Movie. Ooh. What? Low bar. <laughs> um, maybe the most interesting fact I have is that Casey's tattoo, which was on her abdomen, the like baby with the wings, mm -hmm. is actually the cover art for the album Agetis Bayerun of the Icelandic band Sigurás. I wouldn't feel too bad about having a hard time pronouncing that because it's, I don't think it's Simlish. Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not Simlish either, but it is, it's, I think, a made-up language. They have a word for it, but I can't remember what it is. I, used I to love them. They're yeah. a great band. I listen to Sigurás all the time. Mm -hmm. I remember trying to learn the lyrics and then being told that fact that it's made up. Yeah. <laughs> you can still learn it phonetically. Yeah. But yeah, so that's a album cover that they have. Nice. Mm-hmm. This film opened at 10th place in the UK, their opening weekend, grossing only 98.2 thousand pounds. Wow. That's a heavy movie, though. They were at 132 cinemas. 
Wow. <laughs> no. Wait, let me do the math real quick. Uh, let's see. 98,205 pounds divided by 100. What? 100. Oh, no. 132. That's uh, only 743 pounds per movie theater. Wow. How much would you say that if you had to guess how much a movie ticket in jolly old England is? Like nine pounds. All right. So back let's in the day, like 2008 movie. Ticket. Let's divide that by nine pounds. 82 people showed up to watch this movie on average. Wow. At the movie theater. Now, did they show multiple? Definitely. Okay. Let's say like three, three showings. Four at least. Four showings. All right. So <laughs> if you went to in 2008, the premiere of the children and you went to a movie theater There'd be 20 other people with you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I like the, this handy math that you're doing for me. I really appreciate it. It, re- it really fills in the, <laughs> the scary facts section. <laughs> okay, I have two more facts. All right. One, I'm just like floored that this is a real thing that happened. So I have to tell you that Bloody Disgusting, which is a horror publication that is very well reputable for their reviews, their... Uh, articles that they write, they said the children has it all and is guaranteed to please even the hardest to satisfy horror fan. Maybe we're wrong. (laughs) And that's the thing. I chose this movie because it was New Year's themed, which barely was New Year's themed at all. New Year's scented. But then... Also, because on when looking up like holiday or winter themed horror films, this was frequently brought up as a good movie. I don't understand. Are, <laughs> the people watching this movie must like kids is all I'm thinking. Like if you go into this movie, happy to be a parent, loved raising those little bundles of joy, having them inside you for eight to nine months. However, I don't know how vaginas work. Uh, <laughs> and then... You raise them for all God's glory, and you walk into this movie and see this. You're like, dear heavens, these children, what has come over them? Oh, my. For them to kill their loving parental units. Because going in, I'm like, I'm ready to see some fucking kids die. Yeah. <laughs> and then they is, did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they also killed. Um, I don't. I, I maybe we're wrong. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we're we the are. ones that are wrong. We um are open to being wrong. Please correct us. If you want to correct us, you could email us at drinkingandscreaming at gmail And if you do, we'll include it in our whispers from beyond segment. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you like children. <laughs> how we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Carfax. You should have it crash, I think. That was what the was. Oh, I thought that was a like hard st- like I picture y- me standing on the side of the road and you like speeding up to me and then stopping like oh, yeah. right next to me that and was then what it was. looking at me deadpan and being like Carfax. Yes, that is what it is. <laughs> I could have crashed it for this one because of that great car crash scene in the film where one of the, the mom like drives through the kid. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid gets pancaked. Oh, Pretty boy. Good. See, what I want. So, you know, um, when you go bowling? Yes. And you get like a turkey and it plays those really bad 3D. Yes. Um, yes. I imagine every segment of ours is one of those like shitty <gasps> 3D things. Oh, my so God. So what I picture is you like speeding down the road, flipping and crashing, but then just popping your head out like unharmed and be like, Carfax. Carfax. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really sorry. This is a kind of mediocre car fact. But the fact that it is a car fact at all uh, elevates it a bit. So it it's really the subject. It's okay. <laughs> in the ending scenes, when Casey and her mom escape in the Volvo. Ooh, that sounds like Volvo. <laughs> they come across a crashed Range Rover. That's it. Doesn't sound like anything. That's all I have. I don't even have what make model year they came from. You should have taken a still from the movie and handed it to Gary? my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what is this? Yeah. But still, there was a Volvo and a Range Rover and some sleighs. Mm. That's it. Nice. Sounds Time good. For final thoughts. It's I again, I think this is we're lacking in not having an intro for this for our final thoughts. <laughs> My final thought is I left this movie extremely frustrated. I was frustrated with the kids. I was frustrated with the pacing. I was frustrated with the cinematography. Like, sound design, I guess, was pretty good. I'll give them that. Sound design. It was very splorchy in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. I did. My final thought is that I just feel bad that I included this movie, and I wish we watched something else. <laughs> I kind of went the whole episode without talking about the acting. And I do think that the teenager was believable. Mm. She just wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah. And fuck her uncle a little bit. Ooh. Well, that's been The Children, a movie about how Shar and I are now on a bunch of lists about killing children. <laughs> Next week, we'll be watching Edward Scissorhands from 1990 with special guest Gemma Moore. Pew, pew, pew. Woo! And remember, always scream responsibly. Ah! Bye! Thank you for listening to Drinking and Screaming. Drinking and Screaming is produced and edited by Charlene Bear. Our sound engineer and logo designer is Kelly Wright. And it's hosted by, yep, you guessed it, Kelly Wright and Charlene Bear. For bonus episodes, Patreon poll voting privileges, and exclusive rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash drinkandscream. Want a shout out? Review us on Apple Podcasts and we'll read your review live on the show. For more information, check out our website, drinkingandscreaming.com. 